Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of In the Paint Pod. Um, so we decided to go a little bit earlier this time, just because of things that have happened in the NBA. Um, if you watch it, you know what's going on, but it's going to be some fun to talk about. So um, we decided to come back a little bit earlier, and let's just kind of go over some stuff uh, that, that we've seen and and uh, maybe get some questions even from your your stream or, you know, talk to them a little bit. But um, I do, I want to start out um, with this Eastern Conference Finals that <sighs> despite what I said horribly, um, just went 2-0 to the Heat, and I thought Boston was going to be the one taken in six. So it looks like that's probably not going to happen. I will say, though, that it's been – a stupid fun matchup so far like the level of defense just being played brings me back to watching basketball when it was all defense and I love it um I don't know man I I can't I can't underestimate the heat I guess not anymore yeah. I mean I know my prediction was was pretty far off as well I mean well it, it, it's it's early to say that but like I said in the last podcast, my prediction was Heat and seven. That can still happen, but yeah. with with how the Heat are dominating, <clears throat> and even uh, like with their adversity coming from behind, like in Game Two right here, they, you said they were down by seventeen, and and then they outscored Boston thirty-seven to seventeen in the third quarter. Like it, it's it's performances like that that really show resilience from a team, and I there's something I wanted to say, so. <clears throat> Jimmy Butler scored 14 points this game. Um, he won this by six, mind you, but Jimmy Butler took the least amount of field goal attempts out of all starters. He shot 11 uh, field goals. Four, he shot four for 11, perfect on free throws, and he only shot one three-pointer. And the Heat still dominated. That just shows how how deep that team is and, and how they can still have a team w- – without Butler performing and shooting. Meanwhile, you have another Eastern Conference team in the Bucks, who you clog the lane with Giannis, series over. Unless you're the Orlando Magic. Like that's essentially it. Yeah. Yeah, it uh yeah, you know it's it's I didn't believe it at first, but at the end of last game, um, you know, obviously with that out of bio block at the very end, oh, which was my God incredibly amazing jimmy came on and said how adebayo was like the heart of the team i was like okay cool like i get you just you know it's in the moment and yeah whatever but dude after tonight and and i tweeted out probably about i think it was third quarter when they started their comeback and and adebayo was just i mean I, i don't know what it was but the celtics had zero answer for the guy inside um exactly and then with Butler doing what he's doing, like you said, I I really am starting to believe that Butler is kind of just taking a back seat. But I feel like that back seat that he takes also encourages everybody else because they're like, okay, cool, he's the best player on our team, but he's unselfish. Yep, and he just wants it to, and I think that just creates that that uh that team chemistry and uh, i'm 
yeah, I, I'm not going to underestimate him anymore. Uh, no, so, I, I agree. Um, I, I have no idea what's about to happen, but it's <laughs> going to be a hell of a series. Uh, someone in, in my Twitch chat just said, Butler was all defense tonight. He had four steals, um, and he's proving that he's a leader in the Heat locker room. Oh, for I, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it only takes over when he's needed. Exactly. He he gives his teammates opportunities. For instance, um, we were just talking Duncan Robinson. Um, he This season, Duncan Robinson was second in three-point percentage um, in the NBA, and he proved his worth tonight, dropping 18 points, um, and he shot 12 shots. All of them were threes, and he, and he drained six of them. So it's, that's a 50% three-point percentage that game, which, you know, out of 12 shots hitting hitting six threes, you know, that's – those are some pretty good numbers, and uh, it shows that you have some reliable shooting um, um, from one of your starters, which is always, you know, always useful. Yeah. Man, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. On, on the heat, I'm kind of speechless. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard to even put into words. Like, I just didn't see it coming. It was kind of getting, like, slapped in the face. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like – Beating the Bucks, I felt like okay, cool. I I don't know why I didn't see the Bucks. I really didn't see the Bucks as that much of a hurdle, and I really sure. haven't since Toronto kind of just did away with them. I I just haven't mm. seen them as much of a hurdle. But like Boston is a team that I watched this playoffs, and I was like, man, you know what? Like they're good. Like they just get after it on on all ends. They're just, they're there, and then Miami comes in and. They're scrapping right along with them. They've got the offense. Uh, like you said, Duncan Robinson. Um, I just I, – I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, I, I, it, it's hard because I want to say, man, I never want to underestimate them. But then I look at them mm. and say, okay, well, let's say they get to the, the, the finals, right? Yep. I still have that mindset, and it's bitten me twice now in the ass. <laughs> um to say yeah no nobody's gonna beat the lakers but lebron but like right. dude I, you know i think one of the biggest things and i think i said it last time but this bubble with no home court advantage and people are just balling right oh there's, yeah there's no advantage you don't get anything nope so it's just the better team in general and <sighs> they're deep now man they're good yeah, and I think There's... something we talked about, like we we said, you know, Drogic hasn't faced a real point guard, so let's see how he, you know, he, you know how he phases up against Kemba and Marcus Smart. Dude yeah. dropped twenty five tonight. Like, are you, like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so here's this is another thing I kind of want to talk about in the series, which is is really funky to me, and just watching it closely, you know, I'm I'm used to watching Kemba Walker be the star of the show, right? Um, right. And, and he can just take over a game. Here's the weird part. Um, like tonight, he dropped 23 points. Yeah. But it, it didn't feel like it, right? It no, felt like, no, it didn't. I mean, there was, I remember one shot. He came into the game, I believe it was fourth quarter, literally checked in three seconds later, hit a three. First play, he yep. grabs the ball and hits a three. And he attacked the rim a couple times. He got into the uh, – he got into – by the free throw line, and he definitely hit some shots. You know, his little uh, pull-up and take a step back and take a shot. He, he did that. Yeah. Um, 
it doesn't feel like he's there, even though he's scoring. It's it's a really weird thing, and I don't understand it. Um, mm. I, I will tell you that what I watched today, um, Miami running a zone defense destroyed Boston. Uh, yeah. I I don't know why Boston can't get around his own defense at this point. Yeah. It, and, and here's the thing. Even crazier to me is like Kemba Walker has the perfect skill set to beat his own defense. Oh, of he, course. He loves those little mid-range jumpers. Yeah. So why he didn't go off for 35? Yeah. I... Like I said in the beginning, this is some. This is a series that I really wanted to watch him. I feel like this is obviously Tatum is your guy. Okay, I get it. Tatum sure. is going to be your guy, and that's great. And then besides that, they really like the team ball, and that's cool. But I feel like Walker just has that that explosiveness to mm-hmm. just drop forty. And this was the perfect setup tonight to beat the defense in a zone. And hit the mid-range jumpers, and he just wasn't doing it. Yeah. Um, I noticed. I know you were going to say something, but I noticed something else, and they just kind of pointed out while we were watching. Yeah. Um, the Heat are actually doing something really funky, and I, I wonder if it's messing with them. And okay. I mean, it probably is. They are moving uh, their forwards and center up to mm. the top of the zone. The guards are playing in the paint. Oh, and they're creating this massive wall in the front, and I, I just—it doesn't make sense to me in my head, right? Like you should have a guy like Kemba Walker be able to blow by any forward and just sure. get right to the middle and hit a shot. I, I just—I don't know what's going on with Boston, but I'm going to yep. give all of the credit to Miami and say I'm not doubting them for nothing anymore. Yeah. So two comments um, um, from the chat. Um, kind of a response to your Kemba question mark here was Kemba has no playoff experience, no previous playoff experience. He was with the sorry ass Hornets his whole career, which I mean, it's the truth. I mean, you know, um, okay. All right, cool. No playoff experience. I understand, but I don't, I would never degrade and say he was with the sorry ass Hornets. Here's, here's how that works. Right. On that team, that allowed him to show us what he really can do. Okay, you know, um, he wasn't on a he wasn't on a team with LeBron James being overshadowed in, in the Hornets. It allowed him to shine, and he pushed that team as far as he could push a team. And the reason that I I, I hone in on him so much, I guess, um, is because of what he did in Charlotte. Right now, yeah. no, they weren't great. But you mm-hmm. knew that every night that you played the Hornets, you had to face Kemba Walker. And that's how you know you're good. When you're the guy that you game plan against, that's yeah. how you know you're good. Yeah. So my thought process going into this whole Boston thing was, cool, Kemba Walker's going to a team, right? So like yeah. Kemba Walker's potential that he had on the Hornets now throws onto Boston, who's got a great core. I mean, it just mathematically in my head was like great and it's just not doing what i thought it was going to do yeah and just a correction also um kemba does have playoff experience 
the Charlotte Hornets made the playoffs in 2013 and 14 season, got swept by the Heat, and then in the 2015-16 season, lost in seven games also to the Heat. Um, another comment about the zone defense that Miami was running. Um, they said they didn't break the zone because no one was in the middle to bring in the defenders. Also, shout out to Bam for destroying the paint. Um, um, you're, you're right. Nobody went to the middle. You're right. But you can also beat the zone with a fast enough guard and enough pick and rolls. Um, if your guard is fast enough to get around the forwards and break that top half of the zone to get to the middle, it requires everybody else to collapse. So I, I don't think that you potentially need anybody in the middle. Mm-hmm. Need, you need a guard. Uh, you need a Kemba Walker to get past the forwards. This was his game. This was his perfect game to shine. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and I think one final comment, um, if you wanted to move on to the next subject, unless you had something else to say. Um, I know there was, a, there was a comment that said, Celtics are lacking a predominant ball handler to facilitate the offense. And also Tatum isn't a smart player in the fourth quarter, i.e. his shots with the 23 seconds left on the shot clock. Um, and he takes shots with 21 left on the clock. It's just poor IQ shots. Yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed that a little bit, um, especially in game one. I saw a couple real early shots in the fourth quarter um, from Tatum trying to get his team back in it. Um, and then another comment said, Kemba can't blow by Bam or Jimmy. Speed isn't everything. It's the IQ on the perimeter defense. I, I, can, see, I can see what they mean by that for sure. Now, I'd um, have to go back and, and watch those. They had They had probably about – five or six straight plays like that with, with that zone. Now I'm not sure if Jimmy was playing at the top or the bottom. I know Bam was playing at the top because they moved it. I know they moved Crowder and Bam up to the top, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like Jimmy might've been playing the bottom. Okay. And yeah, no Bam, you're right. He's not going to blow by him, but that's when you start to get picks. You can roll, you can roll picks and you can try to, uh, you know, what you want to do is you want to get a, let's say you get a pick at the top of the key rolling left. If the, if you get a good enough pick and, and your guy isn't able to move past, that's going to create the rest of the zone to pull that way, right? Which then is going to create openings for other players, whether it be in the corner to start, you know, pulling towards the middle, things like that. So it's not always about a one-on-one blow-by. Um, yeah, he's not going to blow by Adebayo. Uh, Crowder, he probably – he I think he might be able to um, here and there. But I mm-hmm. think this just more or less goes towards Miami's setup and how fantastic it is. Um, yeah. I, I think you need to give Spolster credit for – his planning like he he attacked them in a way that i i don't know if we've watched any other team play his own like this against boston and, and really kill him um yeah it's weird but it's it's fun to watch i'll tell you it's i'm loving it mm. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I was mentioning to everyone, I really didn't have the chance to watch uh, <clears throat> too much of the game today because I actually was not feeling well. Um, it's car sick on the way home, so I took a little bit of a nap just to get ready for the podcast. But I was looking at stats, looking at highlights, looking at just, just overall um, what happened during the game, and, and I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I don't know what is happening with the Celtics. It's, this is a bit of a shock because I thought it was going to be more of a competitive series. Um, it's just it's not looking that way now. It's looking like the Heat are manhandling the well, Celtics. I don't know if I go that far. Just because your first game came down to one block in, in an overtime. This has only been one game that the Boston Celtics let it slide. I feel like this is more evenly matched than we're giving it credit for. Um, yeah. I, I think my point is I'm just – I'm really shocked. Again, all of my stuff comes back to Kemba Walker because that was my guy to watch. That was my guy to watch this this whole thing, um, just because I thought he was better than Drogic, and Drogic is actually holding his own. So, mm-hmm. I most mean, definitely, good for him. I, I like that's awesome. Um, he's doing way better than I thought he was going to do. But then you also got to look at it. The rest of the Miami Heat are really stepping up. You know what I mean? It's you've got one, two. Three, four people on the Celtics in double figures. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got your top six guys in double figures on on Miami. Like it's it's team ball. Yep. And it's really 100%. hard to it's it's hard to beat. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, I, I have no I have no more to say on that subject. I think we that was a really good uh, start to the podcast, and I, it was a good discussion along with Twitch chat. Thank you guys for the comments. Hold um, on, hold on. I just want no. I saw one more thing in in your Twitch chat that says, "Hold on." Oh, I see. I see where, yep. where it is. I don't yep. believe that it's Kemba's team to carry. I don't. You're right. It's Tatum's team, but like every good, great player that's on a team, you have to have supporting cast. Yep. And Kemba, if he plays right, is a fantastic supporting cast. He is not playing up to his potential right now. I, I don't feel, right? I feel like he could have done more against the Heat in certain areas uh, over the last two games. I'm not saying – if I thought Kemba was the man, I would say I would have said, hey, stay in Charlotte and build a team. <laughs> he can't carry a team. And that's fine. You're not always going to be the guy. But I feel like he's the key to Boston doing way better than they're doing. Um, that's all. I, I know it's team's mm. team. I get it for sure. Yeah. But so I know one of the other things that we <sighs> that happened since um, the last <laughs> time we had a podcast. I'm just kind of going to go in order. I'm not going where you're going. Not yet. Um, oh. Mike D'Antoni is not coming back to Houston. He said it himself. Yep. Yep. He let them know. That's uh, I, yeah. I I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't want to coach that team either. Me either. Nope. <laughs> I uh, I know exactly. I I have a prediction of where he's gonna go. No, and, where do you think he's going? In my opinion, I mean, as every coach does, he wants to win, right? Yeah. And if he's given the right tools with some young players, 
I think he can. So my prediction is he is going to go to New Orleans because New Orleans needs a coach as they let Alvin Gentry go um, a little bit ago. Um, In my opinion, that is where I think Mike D'Antoni is going to go. I, I, I can see it. They're not a bad team, and they've got a lot of potential. I, I don't know. Do you think D'Antoni brings out the best in people as far as building a team, or is he just like a – I mean, he, he's got his, you know – fast offense so does that really build a team that's built to win is the question for me see and i think given the pieces he he can coach that team to a championship and and you know what do they need no no the pieces they have you think that team as it stands right now can win a title it depends It, it depends on zion's growth I, and okay. it depends on where he goes. I mean, you have you have arguably the, the one of the best young um, front courts with 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 Zion and Jackson Hayes. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be absolutely insane. Um, give it three five years. Can you I, win with playing no defense? No. Uh, Zion is he can he, Zion and Jackson Hayes can absolutely just. They're rim protectors. They they, they can, are. You're they correct. They can definitely. That's that's defense in the paint. But I know nah, that's can. defense in the paint in a three point game. I know, but they still have Drew Holiday, and and I I think I think he'll stick around. Honestly, um, if I'm not mistaken, Josh Hart is still on that team. Valuable piece. I think you just got to give that team time to grow. Oh, of course. I think and, and, I think with the growing, they're going to be phenomenal. But I. <laughs> I don't know if D'Antoni can – I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if D'Antoni has what it takes to win. He's got a phenomenal, like, offensively phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's great. But if you don't have a Thibodeau coaching the defense, right, as an assistant yeah. coach, yeah, I don't really know how far you get because you have to protect the three-point line. And it's crucial. So, cool, you have room protectors, and that's fine. But you've you got to protect the three point line because most of the teams now, I mean, that's that's the point of the game. That's where we're yeah. at. Um, I feel like we are kind of slowly moving back to like an inside game a little bit um, with with people. Slightly, yeah, slightly yeah. with with certain uh, stars that are in the league now. I feel like we're kind of moving back to an inside game, which is kind of fun because then it's inside out. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, man, dude, I just. I can see it. I get where you're coming from. It's going to be a yeah. great team. I just don't know if he can win a title with all that offense and no defense. It's hard. I, it's it's hard to say. And I can see that. I I mean, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I think Dan Tony as a coach, you know, success, eh, well, you know. <laughs> but I don't know, yeah, because – it is really hard to say and, until you see it in full effect and in a season. For sure. For because sure. without results, it's just predictions. All right, right. Well, I mean, and our predictions have been off. I mean, Boston. Yeah, six, horribly. So. Clippers, <laughs> you know, but we'll get to that. Um, oh, we'll get to that. Uh, do you want to stay on the topic of coaches? Yeah, we can stay on the topic of coaches. 
All right, because I have just two two coaches that specifically I want to talk about. Um, sure. One is Toronto re-signing Nick Nurse. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. I think oh that my is, God. That's like the most obvious decision in like the world. Um, that I mean, Nick Nurse has done so much, <laughs> so much. Like I mean, he's coached for sure. Wow. Like that's <laughs> like, crazy. Let's and I know this is moving ahead just a little bit. But, like, you have to look at it this way. Nick Nurse came in in the first year with Kawhi Leonard and won a title. Oh, yeah. Doc Rivers couldn't do that. Nope. With Paul George. <laughs> like, hell, yeah. You resign yeah. the guy as fast as possible, and you keep him for as long as possible. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fully for that, for sure. Definitely. I think a lot of – of what it had to do. And I think something that like is underrated. It, if you see his energy on the bench with his players, he's always hyping his players up, you know, and, and, and like, I mean, I have, I have a video on my phone of when, when the refs made a bad call uh, last year, when Toronto won the championship and he had his mouth open and just like sat there for like 45 seconds and did not move an inch. <laughs> I think his energy also, um, it, it spreads among the players. And I think that's also a big thing. Oh, for uh, sure. To think about. For sure. Uh, they're not far off from winning again. I mean, they're really not, if you look no. at it. They, they, like, I think that they're one, not even superstar, one all-star. Yeah. You know, with Siakam being the way that he I, I think maybe you're like one all-star away from being able, and, you know, all of this, uh, all of this goes with that whole, like, just the bounce of the ball. Sometimes it just doesn't bounce your way. But assuming everything bounces correctly, you're like one all-star away from being able to fight for a finals appearance again without Kawhi yep. Leonard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, dude, fantastic re-signing. Phenomenal. And, and the, uh, the final coach I want to talk about, um, I think it is darn near obvious if 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 people didn't figure it out already, if Billy Donovan is not the next Houston Rockets head coach, I might put my head into a wall. Um, you know, he has the experience with Westbrook and Harden. Uh, yeah. And now, you know, Billy Donovan coached this OKC team into the playoffs. And, we, I mean, yes, they had Chris Paul, Gallinari, you know, they had pieces. But we looked, if, if I'm not mistaken, our prediction for the Thunder was they were not going to make the playoffs this year. Um, if we go back to our last year's Western Conference Finals prediction. I think you're right. And and look what Billy Donovan did. Now imagine that with Westbrook, Harden, and, and just like some of the pieces that, that Houston has. I think he could do something there. I, I really do. So I think he's a good coach. I do. I mean, obviously. Um I'm still when I when I put the D'Antoni can't win in Houston, uh, that was kind of a two-sided thing. I don't think Houston's built to win. I just don't. They fall apart. I think they made a huge mistake. Uh, um, Capella. Like, I think that was a huge mistake. Th- that was the start of it, for sure. That was 100% the start of their just tumble. Like yeah. that's what it was, right? Like you know, 
we talked about it last year when we were podcasting, and it still goes to this year. It goes every year, every single yeah. year. In the playoffs, it's defense. You can play as much offense as you want, but if they can stop a couple of your three-pointers, which James Harden throws about 70 a game, <laughs> like, it's, it's over. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you, man, when the Heat got eliminated, it looked like they just gave – I'm sorry. When Houston got eliminated, I, my fault, it looked like they gave up. It really did. So that means, like, they're getting beat the hell out of, and they feel mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I just – I'm going to be honest. I really just don't think they can win a title. I just don't think it's possible. I think if you want to win a title with Harden or Westbrook for that matter, it's build a team around them. Don't just throw another superstar on there and be like, cool, we're going to win. It doesn't work that way because if the rest of your team folds under pressure, yeah, you got nothing. Like literally, I mean, those two, they're not <laughs> yep. going to score 105 points a game between the two of them. Oh. It's, it's not a plausible thing. No. I don't know if you saw in the Twitch chat um, the trade rumor that that Houston is is um, is investigating real quick. They're they're thinking of doing Eric Gordon and Robert Covington in a first round pick for Gordon Hayward. Ah, uh, terrible! I don't like that. Terrible! I don't like that. Well, Boston would be stupid to give him up because I'll tell you right now, if Hayward plays properly, he helps Boston a ton right now just spread yep. the floor. Um, he gives them new life if he's healthy and plays properly, which he's been a little bit eh to me um, on the Celtics so far, but again, assuming, but that's, that's terrible for both sides. I mean, what do you, you're just, you're throwing more offense into a team. You're not solving the problem. You're just like, cool, let's try and score 200 points a game. And <laughs> you guys miss shots. We'll score 20. I, yeah. it's just, it doesn't make sense. No. Um, man, we got a little bit off topic there, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, it was fine. a good discussion, it's and good. I like it. Um, do do you want to go to admit, the next one? It, you got to admit our faults next. Well, you want to go to the fact that we were stupidly wrong about the Clippers winning? Uh, and Denver is a hell of a team. All right, Nuggets fans, I'm sorry. I'll admit it. Yeah, we doubted yeah. you and uh, and Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic essentially gave us the middle finger and yeah and popped the hell off. But like that was just. That was insane. Um, game six and game seven, both. The comeback was just – and even game five. I mean, three straight games. I'm um, coming back in the third quarter, and it's just annihilation. Like I, <laughs> Twice twice in one playoffs, you're down 3-1 and you win. I'm sorry. I'm mm. like – I don't care who doesn't want to hear it. I don't uh, – whatever. Murray and Jokic both are on the edge of superstars. Just what it is. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're there already, yep. and it's scary. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I was talking to you about it. I, I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I was talking to somebody. Jokic right now is probably one of the best big man passing players I've ever seen in my life. I watched in that last game. I watched him get double teamed multiple times. And so easily, like effortlessly, tossed out a pass that scored. And it just, 
I don't know, man. Yeah. So it was interesting that you brought that up. Um, so I was on Twitter the other day, and a guy by the name of Fred Katz, he's the Washington Wizards beat reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about Jokic and how he is the best passing big man ever. And, and I, I, I replied to him and I said, you know, can you really compare Jokic to any other center? Because like center from the past, because right. if you look at how the game has changed, centers are shooting through three ball now. So you have Jokic who can shoot the three ball, pass the ball like I, nobody I've ever seen and, and still dominate the paint. And, right. and he actually ended up responding and saying, not really, no. The only people, the only centers I can really think of was a young Arvidas Sabonis before he got hurt. Yeah. And, and you know, that's true. But, like, Jokic is one hell of a center and hands down the best center in the NBA right now. Oh, for sure. And I, 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 see crazy. You, I see your dude in chat over there saying how I said 100% quick. Like, <laughs> I get it. I messed up. It is what it is. So I'm going to I'm gonna take my losses. It, you know, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I did. I said it. Um, it's, it's hard. Like, it's – it was almost statistically impossible for somebody to come back – for any team to come back down 3-1 twice in a playoffs. Like, before these last couple of years, this thing yeah. was done, like, once every 20 years. So, to think that it just happened, like – twice in a playoffs of course we everybody thought clippers were gonna win yeah but i will tell you what they did to the clippers makes me feel like the lakers clipper or the lakers nuggets is an even matchup and that's crazy yeah it's insane to think about right like like to think that jamal murray and Jokic can go in and play lebron james and anthony davis and that's an even square matchup is bananas right now like yeah. dude i God. i don't i don't know if if i must have heard you out of context there um did you say the coming back from 3-1 twice happens like once every like 20 years in the NBA? no 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 oh, okay uh, what I, I, I must have no what i meant that was one. what i meant was prior to these last couple of years where we've seen some down three ones and they come oh, okay. back just yeah, coming back from three one down used to happen like never right? oh i know and now it's like the nuggets are like yeah cool i'll just do it all all playoffs it's no big deal <laughs> it, i just it's ridiculous yeah no that definitely shocking um and i mean you gotta admit like yes murray and Jokic do the heavy load but they got some nice supporting roles gary harris this playoffs has, has really been a good third option um whether it's perimeter or defense his defense this playoffs has been absolutely insane um it's he's helped the Nuggets so much uh, along with Mourinho Jokic that this team like you said it's an even matchup with LeBron and Anthony Davis like that just, you don't hear that every no, day for sure like, like I see that I see that some people in your chat are sitting here saying Lakers in five I you know what man that's what I thought about the Clippers too, and they're at home right now. So, no, just I'm not even. I can't even put. I can't even put a series on this. I can't say five, six, seven. I have no idea. Because yeah, the Clippers no. could go down three zero and win the series again. Like <laughs> I don't know. You I mean the I, Nuggets or the Nuggets. I'm sorry, God. See, 
I'm stuck on the Clippers. I'm I'm I still can't believe they're out. Um ridiculous, but whatever. Um Yeah. It's it's uh, uh it's a crazy playoffs, but I, again I also think it comes back to the no home court advantage. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It has something to do with it for sure. Um and, I mean, I had on here, like, you know, Western Conference Finals predictions. Mine, you know, mine was either Lakers in five or Lakers in six. But like you said, mm. this is an unpredictable series. Yeah. The Nuggets have done something that has never been done in NBA history. Right. So can you really count them out? No. I mean, no, I, I will never like, count the Nuggets out. I, I feel like you can't because even if you say, like, LeBron was going to take on Murray, right? Yeah. Anthony Davis isn't going to be able to guard Jokic by himself. I'm sorry. Oh, from, no. From what I've seen so far, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be a thing. I mean, if he continues to play at this level, there's no way he guards him one-on-one. And Davis is a phenomenal defender um, for bigs, right? Um, I, he's obviously not going to take like Westbrook, but he's still sure. a great defender. But mm-hmm. um, So if you have to move your defense to accommodate that, Murray's gonna find a way to get open. Oh yeah, for Just sure. It's gonna happen, and the the guy can shoot. I, I mean, he could really do anything, but the guy can shoot. Huh. Um, Insane. I don't know. I guess so. If I'm gonna put a prediction, if I have to, if you put a gun to my head, <laughs> I still would have to go with the experience of the Lakers. Um, I'd probably say the Lakers in seven. See, I, you know, it's not even a bad prediction. I can't even get mad at that. Like, that's not even a bad prediction. But um, it could be literally one bounce of the ball and the Nuggets win the series in seven. Like, I don't know. Like, but I, yeah. I don't know. This, this could go Lakers 4 0. This could go Lakers in seven. It could go Nuggets in six. Like, I, dude, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no idea. All right. Yeah, me either. Um, but that's why it's a prediction, right? You know, right. you make your best guess, and if you're wrong, like we were with the Clippers, then hey, man, and you're wrong. Just for your chat guy over there, I'm not gonna hundred percent anything anymore because I'm I'm with this playoffs, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I, I quit making these hundred percent and predictions. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen anymore. <laughs> oh God, it, um, it's been fun though. No oh, God, it's it's probably some of the best playoffs I've seen in a long time. And and I, I'm going to be honest for a little while, I was getting really bored with basketball for, you know, like yep. just everything is, is, you know, run the ball up, check up three, hit enough of them and you win. It's right, cool. But I feel like, I feel like the defense is really starting to return. Um, defense has always played a part. And, and that's why defense wins in the playoffs. But I feel like, especially in this uh, Boston-Miami series, man, it's just so much fun to watch. Oh, it is. Neither one of them is like a, we're going to throw up 150 points. So they win it on the defensive end. And I like that a lot. Oh, I yeah, for sure. It. Oh, yeah, me too. I, uh, you know, I, you know, I was bored of basketball for a while until like, really, the season restarted um, just recently. And then I started watching, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is something I need to watch again. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, well, the only other topic I had, which I, I found interesting, I, you know, I, 
I see this as a as a valid um, comment just because there was a uh, Toronto Raptors beat reporter that did report on this. Apparently, Kawhi Leonard made a comment mm-hmm. about the Toronto Raptors. He said that the Toronto Raptors do not what it ha- do not have what it takes to win it all again, and that is why he left. So. What? You went to the Clippers and get knocked out by the Nuggets after being up 3-1? Cool. Sounds like you made a really good move. <laughs> like, like I, you, you win a title, they literally keep everybody, and you say they don't have it again. Makes no sense. I Literally. I, I, I don't understand it. I think a Toronto team with Kawhi Leonard would give Miami more of a run than Boston would right now. Yeah. I do. So the fact that you don't think that they would want, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, uh, I don't see where he's coming from. I don't either. Because if you watch Toronto this season, they put up a hell of a fight by themselves, man. And if they had that one, like we just said earlier, they had that one more guy, mm-hmm. it's a completely different playoffs for them. All right. Who knows? Toronto could have repeated. Like Kawhi to Clippers' worst move in history. I doubt that, dude. I highly doubt that. Um, it's up there, but like you know, it, it wasn't like you know the worst move. Like no, not the worst. You want to know the worst? I mean, if you're talking free agency, yeah, okay. I Russell Westbrook to Houston, even worse. Just <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. thought it was going to be good. It's yeah. been bad. Or if you want to talk Paul George and Carmelo Anthony to the Thunder, that was pretty horrible. Too. Oh God! And I don't know if oh, you. God. I don't know. I I don't know you very well. I don't. I'm sorry, but if you remember back to when Carl Malone and Gary Payton went to the to the <laughs> Lakers, because I do. I'm old. <laughs> like Dude. man if you want to talk about worst moves in history that was pretty damn bad um that was yeah <laughs> so i'm not going to jump on that train i will say that i'm not a fan of it i said i'm i'm pretty sure that i said he should resign um when we did the podcast last year mm-hmm. i think i said he should resign because I, I still to this day feel like they have what it takes with him to do it again Oh for sure, um, but yeah, not gonna. I'm not gonna jump on that bandwagon right there, to be honest. All right, so I found my Western Conference predictions. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was a bit off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Oh. Actually, let me look at my let me look at the Western Conference. I, I my my Eastern Conference got deleted somehow. I I don't know. Um, but looking at the standings, so I had the one and two flip flopped. One obviously being the Lakers, and two were the Clippers. I had mm-hmm. those flipped. I had the Clippers at the top. Dude, I had the Blazers at the three seed, and they finished eighth. God, I love the Blazers so much. I'm sorry, oh I just do. God. I love them. And they didn't even hit 500. Like what? Um. Then I had the Nuggets, which they finished three seed. I had them at the four. Um, I had the Rockets at five, and they finished fourth. So okay. similar. 
Right. You're, you're um, pretty close enough. Yeah. And then I had. Oh, that's embarrassing. I had the Warriors at six. <laughs> I what? Probably... Well, I mean, that's uh, isn't that before Curry got hurt? I, okay. I'm going to. I have to go back now and I have to listen to it after this podcast. I think I said the Warriors weren't going to make the playoffs. You did. You had them at, if I'm not mistaken, you had them at 11. And you were from 9 to 11. Man. Yeah, you you were, I did not expect them to go 15 and 50, but. No, I, no. Well, I mean, when everybody's hurt and gone, yeah, I get that, Yeah. But, you know. Um, moving on, I had the Jazz at seven. They finished sixth. Oh, you want to talk about another worst move in history? Um, what's his name on Golden State? Hold on. Oh. Which one? Uh, Russell. Oh, D'Angelo. Like, how does that play? But uh-huh. anyway, cool. Sorry. I just, I thought about that because we were talking about worst moves in history. I don't think it's like the yeah. worst move in history. It's, he's a great player, but... On the Warriors? <laughs> what? But okay, cool. That's fine. Um, right. Let's see. So Mavericks finished seventh. Jazz finished sixth. Thunder fifth. Yeah. So at number eight, I oh man, I was so wrong on this one. I took a leap on this one. I think you're. I think you remember this one. I you'll remember the exact conversation. I had the Pelicans at eight. Remember yeah, when I said I mean, that? Yeah. 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 Um, I can see why, but. I can see it. They finished toward the bottom, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, at number nine, I had the Spurs. Just I, we made the argument of Greg Popovich. No, well, you know, I mean, yeah, right. yeah, like it. How do you, how do you count him out in any season? Yeah, just, right. How? Like you can't. Right. Um, and they finished eleventh. I had the Mavs at number ten. And they, you know, they made the playoffs this year. So I, I got to give them credit okay. where credit's due. Doncic is a monster. He's insane. Bro, he's a monster. End of story. Like, But let's bring up what you said um, off podcast when you were over here the one time. You don't like Doncic and Porzingis together. I don't. I can't stand it. I, <laughs> I, I feel like Porzingis has, uh, has, has played worse um, with Doncic than the – and I don't know why. I don't know what it is. You know, yeah. I I can't pinpoint it. I would like to see them play more together, but I don't – maybe as they grow, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, I don't see the chemistry between the two. I just see – Sure. I see this team as, like, a, so imagine more of a Harden by himself, right? Like, that's yeah. what I see. I see Doncic as your Harden, but he's – might come a little bit weird. I think Doncic is better. I do in an all-around game. I think I he's do better. too. I do um, too. But like, I see him better than Harden. But then he kind of just has a team around him. Having another sure. guy who can take over the whole team is a little bit weird. And I don't know if they're playing together as well as they should be. Right. Uh, moving on, I had the Kings at number 11. They finished 12th, so not too far off there. That's another good – they're going to be a good team in a couple of years. Yep, for sure. For sure. Um, 12, I had the Timberwolves. They finished 14th, second to last. What um, happened to them? God. Uh, they fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, and yeah. they had a great team. They had Jeff Teague, Butler, Wiggins, 
um, Towns. Towns and... has got to go. He's got to go yep. somewhere else. Yep, he does. Um, 13, I had the Thunder, which I was way off. They finished 44 and 28, which yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Chris um, Paul. Chris Paul, yeah, regular season. Yeah. Uh, 14th, I had the Grizzlies, which they finished ninth. That's that's a shock. They almost they missed the playoffs by one game. Like, like wow. we said, Jaw John Morant, dude. He's, he's man, yeah, he's insane. That that um, kid's good. In last place, I had the Suns, and they too missed the playoffs by one game, which they went undefeated in the NBA bubble. Yeah, I remember hearing that, dude. Devin Booker just took over, but you know that's besides the point. Um, yeah, it was crazy, dude. So, just looking at the teams, right? Towns, this is weird. I know. Okay. Two two places he could go. Okay. Um, no, really one. I'm okay. Really one. Put him on the Rockets. Get rid of Westbrook, put him on the Rockets with Harden, give him some defense. I don't think that's bad. I don't think it's terrible. Okay. You have to okay. play the inside out game then. I mean, if sure. Harden will pass, but you know, that's a, a whole nother story. <laughs> um yeah. but but towns on towns on, on Houston, I don't think is a bad idea. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad idea either. Uh being completely honest with you. I thought um, for a second about Milwaukee, but eh, that's just too much paint. I don't, I don't like with Giannis. This is just too much paint. I don't like it. Yeah, and and um, I just quickly looked at the stats of of James Harden. You know, I mean, uh, he did pass the ball this year, he averaged thirty four points and almost eight assists. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. It, 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 but you know, like you said, with Towns, they got to play the inside out game. That's just what they have to do. A go, um, a Gobert, Gobert. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at your chat. Yeah, Gobert is not a bad choice. Not a bad um, choice right? The the problem with the Gobert, um, I don't think he gives you. I think Carl Anthony Towns can score more. Um, yeah, for sure, a little bit more and, on the offense. And end. so, if you're gonna take away, if you're gonna take away somebody like a Westbrook, because I think that I think that the pairing just doesn't work very well. If you're gonna take something like that away, you have to replace it, right? Offensively, obviously not equal because it's hard to equal Westbrook. But if you do a Gobert, then you've got to build out the rest of the team, right? That's like, that's like bringing back uh, Capella, right? And, sure. and Capella is great. And, and bringing back Gobert is like bringing back Capella, but then you still need other offensive threats because right. James Harden just can't do it by himself. Oh, God, no. Westbrook would never go to Utah. I don't know. God. They no. got Mike Conley there. Mike Conley would do. Oh he would. God. He would make Utah worse. I. I think. Oh yeah. Didn't make. Utah. Like. Yeah. Like I like what Utah's got going on, man. Oh. If this wasn't. Oh man. If this Utah wasn't a sin, if this wasn't a Cinderella story for the Nuggets, Utah was my my that was my team. I yeah. love Mike Conley going there. I love Donovan Mitchell. Like it's, that's a great team right there. Yep. But um yeah. I think that's all I got. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything that we could have said. I, I, I think that's it. I yeah, but really... sorry, one more. I just this this guy, this guy here. <laughs> I don't think Westbrook's a real point guard. 
I don't. You know who are, you know who a real point guard is? If you want to look up the definition of a real point guard, if you were to go coach a team, Chris yeah, Paul. He is a coach. He is a coach. Chris Paul. That's what I think. Like, I understand the game is fast now, and it's a, it's a three-point game. But a real point guard controls the floor and distributes the ball. And obviously, he's, he's averaged a triple-double through what seems like half of his career now. It's cool. But I feel like Chris Paul has more control over the offense than Westbrook does. Yeah, for sure. I think even with Chris Paul's age, he is doing very well. Yeah, but Chris um, Paul's a freaking season player. Like, something yeah. in the playoffs, man, he's just like, you know what, I'm going to go home. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. Much. It's, it's, a, it's a funky thing. I don't know what's going on with him. Right. He needs to come um, off the bench in the playoff team. For sure. I don't know if you saw just one quick point. Um, that the NBA draft was the date was actually set in stone, November eighteenth. Oh, nice. Yeah, they nice. they did announce the date for that. I saw it. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted that out. Nice. Um, did they I think? Did they say up? when free agency starts? They said it. That's pending. Ah. Yeah, I know. Um, so I think that our next podcast will be before the finals. Yeah, I could unless see. some crazy stuff happens. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be too much more. I think we can do like yeah. predictions before the finals and we'll probably yeah. get some more news on like who people are targeting or trades or something like that. Sure. It might not be a long one, but uh it'll be it'll be something. Um, right. I I need the soft season to get here because I need the Bulls to get better. I'm sorry. Like they just got <laughs> better. Rumor got, for I, free agency is November 28th. Okay. Got it. Oh, nice. Awesome. Nice. So then are they pushing back? They got to be pushing back the start date because the start date was going to be December 1st. Yeah. So it's got to be pushed back probably to mid-December, I, I think. Probably. Okay. It's, I mean, still, Bad. it's it's going to be basketball pretty much throughout. So that's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, well, I was just about to say, oh, yeah, are we doing a prediction? <laughs> Oh, December 22nd. Okay, thank you. Are we doing a prediction for Listen, man, Western and Eastern I, I, again? I'm going to tell you right now, I will find a way to ban you for the rest of your life from this channel <laughs> if we can't do the Bulls thing because, homie, I don't know if you know this because you might not keep up on it, but the GM from the Denver Nuggets is now the GM for the Chicago Bulls. And if you look at the Cinderella team in the, in the playoffs right now, we're coming. I hope, maybe. I'm praying, I think, because I really need the Bulls to start winning before I cry because it's been a long time, all right? We had the glass cannon for a couple of years, and it was great. And then, uh, you know, and now we're just, you know, we're back to the boozer days. So, but, um, oh, man. So, yeah, uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Prediction? Did you, did you yeah. say it? Are we are we doing another Western Eastern Conference prediction podcast? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we'll uh, what we'll probably do is um, we will probably see. I like this guy right now, eighth <laughs> eighth next year. That's my guy. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll probably wait till after the draft and after uh, some some free agency that 
that yeah. week or two, uh, that week or two before the season starts, we'll probably throw up another predictions. Um, probably, we're probably going to do two. It's probably going to be another uh, Eastern and Western, two different podcasts again, but we'll have yeah, to just kind of record them. How long it took. Yeah, it, it took forever. So, but uh, uh, no, we can, we can definitely do that for sure. And with the shortened off season, I don't think we're going to do that top 10 point guard, shooting guard, all that good stuff. No, probably not. That, with the shortened off season, I don't think it, it, uh, it warrants that. I think, you know, giving a finals prediction and then post finals, you know, draft day, a free agency, and then Western and Eastern Conference final predictions. I think that's going to, or Western and, yeah, yeah, Eastern Conference predictions. I think that's going to be sufficient on a, and then we'll start, you know, on probably like a weekly basis. Um, yeah. Just what's going on with the NBA news, reactions, highlights. Yeah, probably the end of the week type of thing. No, that's what I was thinking too. I don't think that we're going to go that crazy with in-depth point guard shooting. Uh, Yeah, like in a longer off-season, sure, for sure. Right. But All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to say with that for me, I'm good. So follow us on all the socials. Um, They're linked somewhere. Uh, You know, we say them every time. So go listen to the podcast wherever the hell you listen to podcasts at. Um, Support it. If you got questions, I know. So through Anchor, it's really cool. Um, if you guys have questions through Anchor and you go to the ITP um, podcast uh, through Anchor, you can actually leave messages to ask questions. So something that we can talk about here while we're doing it, I think that'd be kind of cool. So if yeah. you you know if you do, just put it up there and, and we'll answer it whenever you know the next podcast is for sure. It'd be cool to have some interaction. Like I like this interaction in the chat. Yeah. Um, so it, it it's kind of nice. I like it. But uh, yeah. So I I think I'm good for for this one. Yeah, I'm good as well. Um, okay. thank you guys for listening. Again, we appreciate your support. Um, we will see you guys at the end of the Western and Eastern Conference Finals again for another podcast. Sounds good. Everyone have a good night. <laughs>